Good day, good day, good day, good day to all. Yes, this is Codename Agents of Chaos, episode three. No, not episode three. It's episode four. See that? What you what you put in my water, babe? Smoking that new crack. The smoking and then look at the crack. <laughs> my duffler, nigga, just gone. Give it, gladly give it a cup of water, you know. But drink this before you do the show. I saying it's episode three and it's damn dead episode four. Yeah, Fuck yeah, around, eh? See that? Oh lord. <laughs> anyway, feel free to help yourself. There's more. So first off, I want to say thank you to everybody who's been listening to Agents of Chaos. We finally reached our goal of 100 downloads. We are going to do it again with your help and your support. So thank you, everyone, everyone in the United States that's listening to us, everyone in Canada that is listening to us, and also everyone within the Commonwealth of the Bahamas. Guess what, y'all? Agents of Chaos is now available on Genius Radio. So shout out to Chemist, Chemist.net, Chemist Digital, Kenneth Monker, and Genius Radio. Let's continue to support Boop. them. Lick shot. Ha ha ha. So today, my co-host, Duane Shante, Agent Duane Shante, say hi to the people. Hey, 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 what's up out there? Agent Lord Leonard. Bless the love to the most like. Ja Rastafari. Rastafari. <laughs> We're going to have to swap intros. I, guess you, I mean, you you don't even have here. Huh? You don't have here. <laughs> Say hi. Don't have Fidget to be Rasta. Listen to this, We're going to leave that right there. Yeah, then. we can leave that right there. Because <laughs> when, when, when Bobo and Naya Binky them come for you, yeah. you're on your own with that one, bro. No, man. That's just a, a really good intro. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Big ups to the Rasta Regents. Yes, all of you. And today, we have a special guest with us today. We call him the Finance Man. So, I think no further introduction must be made. Yes, that's because we didn't even know what we talked about. But we have Brother Daquan here with us today. Brother Daquan, introduce yourself to the people, please. Hello, hello, hello. I mean, I wish I had an intro like you guys. I mean, it's all, <laughs> it's all the best of why. I'm trying to make up something in my head. So, Give it a shot. It didn't, it didn't work out. No, it, it didn't work out. <laughs> okay. I, I can fuck with that. <laughs> Not today. No. But yeah, I mean, I don't have a long... Why of the Quarantine 24, mm-hmm. entrepreneur, um, hotel worker, Fidelity. Okay. Um, yeah, the finance guy. So when you say entrepreneur, in what field, sir? Oh, uh, well, I have a trading business. Forex. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. What Forex? Yeah. All right. Uh, we, we, we've heard a lot about Forex, especially online, for the past couple of years now. Which which part of Forex? Here? The, the, the part where everybody feels like it's a scam or the legit uh, Yeah, part? that yeah. specifically, because I've been invited to all kinds of meetings. Yeah, you've probably been invited to the ML, the MLM companies. That okay. Was, you know, Multi-level marketing. Right. I was a part of Forex uh, back in Vimini, but I stopped because I got too greedy. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I lost. <laughs> yep, but when, when, when you say lose, like your shirt, your pants. Huh? No, 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 no. Your mind. I'm a sore loser. Mm-hmm. I lost 20 bucks and I'm a sore. I, I'm when mad. He, sure. $20. I'm good. Brother Daquan, something tells me that, um, you know, $20 is a minor loss. No, that's, 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 that isn't even a loss. Wow. <laughs> Again, I'm a sore loser. <laughs> I lost $20. <laughs> wow. And I'm upset. Uh, so whenever I get over this hump, I'll go back at it. That sounds like never. <laughs> but yeah. what got you into trading, though? Especially at the young age. Well, um, for me, from young, I always looking at different um, ways and different opportunities, how I can make money. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it was always, you know, different avenues that I could probably take. Mm-hmm. Um, me being in banking for so much different years and mm-hmm. uh, 
jumping from bank to bank. I just grew a, a, a knack for like forex, um, financial markets, mm-hmm. um, various stuff like that. And I saw like people posting like you know these insane profits, you know making this amount of money in a week. And this. I was like, you know what? What's, what the hell is the catch to this? What's, mm-hmm. what's really going on? So like, I started to look deeper into it. Mm-hmm. And um, once I did that, you know, I grew a love for it. Mm-hmm. Um, learned it. Went about it the right way. I think that has to be the problem. Going uh-huh. about it the wrong way. So mm. I went about it the right way. I didn't take a shot. Oh, I, I, I fully yeah. learned it, you know. Mm. You're looking at me real judgmental. You know, no, I just judgmental. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, Leonard uh, didn't learn shit. He <laughs> was like, we just jumping in head first. <laughs> yeah, see? Man, you jumped in head first. Right, I jumped in yeah. head. I did jump in head first, but I really was starting to learn the analytics behind it. I started yeah. to watch mm. the stock market, but that loss was like, uh-uh. Yeah, see, the thing is, I mean, Everybody, you know, when they first start something, you know, the first thing they want to do is like make money. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody, especially in Forex, the first thing you want to do is make money. So the first thing you can do is upload money to an account. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you, the first thing that can happen is you can blow your whole account. Mm-hmm. Like for every freaking time. Mm-hmm. You just want to make money. Mm-hmm. You, show, you you bypass the part of actually learning what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, I that happened to me too. In the beginning, I think I blow about like five, six, five, six accounts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thousands of dollars. But, you know. Cause I wanted the shortcut, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I learned the hard way. Hold on, don't, 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 don't wait a minute. Take wait a minute. Oh wait a minute. Heard, heard yeah. all of this nigga Let, gut feelings. Let's yeah. go. Let's, don't don't go past that like that. You lost thousands. Yeah, I mean you can't front. Like well, when I first when I first started, I think the first money I lost was like twenty five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. All right, I was like, you know, all right, cool, twenty five hundred dollars. Shit, mm-hmm. I, I can't. I ain't prepared to lose twenty five hundred dollars again. So um, again, I try. I, I, I thought I, I was learning it. Um, about a week, I was into it, and I was like, "All right, I know what I'm doing now." Boom, all in. Um, again, like the next week, I think I lost like another fifteen hundred dollars. But in all, in the first probably about five six months, I think I probably lost about ten grand. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the the upside to that is, you know, when I finally stop bullshitting with it and actually like learn it and stop mm-hmm. shortcutting, mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the the profit greatly outweighs the losses. Mm-hmm. So. Um, you know, I, I was able to recover and make basically probably triple or, or, or more of that mm-hmm. versus shortcutting. Mm-hmm. So why are you still working? Well, with Fidelity, it's it's where, you know, I with sales offices, I'm in sales. So it's like, for me, it's very easier to, especially in the moments, being self-employed and then being employed. When you talk about like getting stuff like real estate and stuff like that. It's very difficult for a self-employed person to, if you don't have like that liquid cash to buy it out front, when it comes to like getting financing to do it, it'll be very difficult as a self-employed person because there's so much different requirements and stipulations that you will have to go to to like get it. Versus me being employed for like six months, I could qualify, get it, and then if I want to say, you know what, fuck the job, and just pay it on the market, I can do that. Versus me being self-employed and having to be in having a business for two years and having a history printed that business for two years, having a business account to show the history, how much I was making. And it, it's just too much stipulations. Mm. So, I mean, it's just one of those situations where you um, just got to sit for a minute to do what you got to do for the longer goal. Okay. Mm. So you utilize the job to get rid of the red tape. Right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. What I like about what Brother Dequan has been saying so far is it goes against the stereotype that you hear a lot of older Bahamians say. Um, they like to say the younger people ain't into nothing. All they want to do is party and fuck around and get high and 
they're not serious about his future. Kelly, brother Taquan at 24 is. Okay, so, and I'm sure he's not the only one. So this is a prime example of a young Bahamian taking the time out to do things properly in the right way and set up his future so that it can be bright and be advantageous to him. I, I would imagine that is one of the long-term goals. Yeah, def- definitely right. Okay. Definitely one of the long-term goals, yeah. Okay. Well, with that being said then, let's kind of get more deeper into the subject of finances because mm-hmm. you've been able to see it basically from both sides. Yeah. What would you say is the biggest issue in Bahamian society when it comes to our finances? Biggest issue, and I would I, I would just say this, the biggest issue when it comes to finances in the Bahamas is that Bahamians don't take the time to just understand finance, understanding financial literacy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have about, I'd say, 95% of Bahamians who just consume in depth. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they worry about it after they are ready in depth instead mm-hmm. of worrying about it before they actually do it mm-hmm. so it's a situation where we don't try to i mean and even with everything payments we, we we don't like to inform ourselves about stuff that we do before we actually do it mm-hmm. so i mean for me like and i see it happening over and over and over and over working in like different banks it's the same routine every every time every every time it's mm-hmm. like a it just it's a cycle mm-hmm. basically it's like where um, you'd have the average Bahamian um, young mm-hmm. fresh out of school go to college um, and then the first thing that they feel like they need is a car or mm-hmm. something meaningless mm-hmm. so it's like you have so much access to money you know from banks mm-hmm. especially being a young person like you just got on a job for us um, you, you, you you don't have nothing, you don't have no debt yet so you like a I don't even know what to call it. They see it as like a candy. Ah, okay. So, and basically, it's like where, you know, you, you, you fresh out the work, you fresh in the work for us. Um, banks see you, they target you. So, mm-hmm. and they say, hey, listen, you know, we could get you this car. Um, you will be driving off in it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we don't think about, okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this car, but uh, I'm going to have something coming out of my paycheck for the next five to seven years because mm-hmm. of this car. Mm-hmm. This car that's not gonna appreciate in value. Mm-hmm. This car that you probably ain't even gonna have a year or two from now and you can still have the loan. Mm-hmm. And it's like, when you start like that, you put yourself in a mindset where it's like, you know, you you, you, you allow the bank to become like your, your your personal piggy bank where it's like any little need that you that you need, mm-hmm. you'll go to the bank. And that's how you see, and that's how you find like a lot of people going from like, Three thousand dollars in debt to like fifty to sixty thousand dollars before they even like twenty five. Wow. Yeah, like I, I I see it all the time, but and it's it, it's just a lack of information mm-hmm. because it's like people come to the bank and they go to different financial institutions for 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 wants. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to go away for the weekend. I need five thousand dollars. Oh, I want to get this new car. I need twenty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Oh, um, I want to go out this weekend. I need. $2,000. Like, I, I mean, to be honest, I've been in a situation where, like, I've seen people who, like, I just dealt with in the bank that day, mm-hmm. and I would be out to the club that mm-hmm. night, mm-hmm. and I would see the same person, or the same, yeah, the same person, or the same persons, mm-hmm. 
at the club, at the at the bar, authorizing bottles and you know they got the light up stuff going on and the barmaids <laughs> bringing them all these stuff. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, dude, this is the same person I just said to like sign off on your check for you to get something out of it because of mm-hmm. what you already have going on. But that's why, mm. you know, that's what we see as being important. Mm. So it's like it, it's it's just being informed, really, for me. Okay, so it it sounds like. The average Bahamian, um, and it's, it's regardless of age. Yes, definitely not age. But it's, it sounds like the average Bahamian is putting, is is living their best life. Yes. Which is the. But they betray yeah. to live their best life. Mm-hmm. You know, because you have a lot of people who, like, and I don't understand it yet. I don't understand the logic where it's more important to appear to look like you have money mm-hmm. than to actually have money. Mm hmm. And it's like age, the, the the larger, I guess, population believes that it's just it's it's just better to appear that way because, oh, it's the mindset where it's like you know if I have this nice car, you know I look this way and I dress mm-hmm. this type of way, you know I, I look like or I portray like I have money, mm-hmm. but uh, in actuality, my pocket's empty. That that I, that sounds a lot like faking it before you make it. Yeah, we have a lot yeah. of that going on. That's pump faking, bro. Yeah, yeah exactly. Trust <laughs> me, you have a lot of people who you see where you will feel like you know from the naked eye, mm-hmm. based from material things, and mm-hmm. be like, okay, I believe that this person might you know mm-hmm. may have money or they might do whatever, but in reality, mm-hmm. they it ain't nothing there. Okay. So, well, uh, let me throw it to, let, let's start with Duane. Duane, you had any questions you wanted to ask? Yeah, so, Laquan, tell me why you think youth financial literacy is important. Okay, so, for me, uh, basically, I, I, I'd i say this. It's, it's very important because, like, let me see how I could best put it. Okay, just as in life, right? Mm-hmm. In life, in order to live a fulfillful life, you have to, you know, eat properly. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to watch what you eat. It's a good. You have to have a good, balanced diet, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Just as in fine arts. Mm-hmm. What most people want, and I always use this analogy, what most people just want, the candies, mm-hmm. the financial candies, mm-hmm. right? Which are the things that won't be good for you. If you just eat candy, you you, you ain't gonna be healthy, right? Yeah. So it's all about balance. So just as in finance, right? But a lot of people just want the the candies, which is the I wanna come to the bank to get a car, I wanna come to the bank to go away, I wanna come to the bank to go out this weekend, or I wanna come to the bank to treat this guy all the way trying to impress. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they don't want the actual vegetables that would be beneficial to them in the long term. So mm-hmm. when I say that I talk about the things like understanding how to budget. Um, understanding loans, understanding principal versus interest, mm-hmm. understanding um, what is an asset versus what is a liability, mm-hmm. understanding what would be beneficial to you in the long term. See, we we, we, we we have this thing where we love the short-term fixes, where it's mm-hmm. like um, we need to get something done. So it's like we view in getting that done as, oh, I need to get more money to get this done. Mm-hmm. But what I realized that does is, it's like, you didn't know what to do with the money, the first set of money you had, or the mm-hmm. second set of money you had, or the third set that you get from the bank, or wherever you get it. Mm-hmm. So why do you feel like more money would be the answer to fix that temporary problem mm-hmm. if you didn't understand what to do with the first set of money? What 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 makes it different now? Mm-hmm. So when we have the mindset, that's how we like just accumulate and accumulate and accumulate and accumulate like more debt and more debt and more debt because we don't take the time to understand it. So it's like 
understanding the the importance of financial literacy from young is like mm-hmm. very key because you will have people let's just say right you know in school you have a little couple minutes where you just explain you know how money works or you know mm-hmm. how finance works or like how do you budget or like how do you save or you know how do you um, how do I go from a small salary and actually establish a savings like what are different things that I should have in place like an emergency fund and stuff like that mm-hmm. so it's like if we take the time to just teach like young people stuff like that, mm. they wouldn't be in a situation where when they come out of school or when they enter the workforce, they're like lost. Mm. And then now, uh, you know, you have banks that pray and say, hey, you know, we could do this or we could do that for you. And then they don't understand the long term approach to that. So, for example, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of times over here, and I see it happen all the time, right? You have so much people who get in the trap of a bank and you know i call it being dependent on that bank because that that's like that they become like your slave master mm-hmm. because it's like that's where your paycheck go mm-hmm. they determine how much you get out of your salary mm-hmm. because you you got you got loans i'm tied up with them mm-hmm. so it's like for me it's like if let me just see how to put it really it's like I'm trying to think about like the simplest way that i could like 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 just really put it. I just lost my whole train of thought. <laughs> but um, yeah, so what I was saying is basically like, um, it's like the bank being now like your slave master, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like the position that, okay, I got it back now. So it's like the position now that you put yourself in at a young age, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine now, let's just say you make you, you make $2,000 a month, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, now banks are allowed to take 45% out of your salary. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything other than that is like, yeah, we can't do it. Yeah, yeah. So like we allowed to take like 45% out of your salary. So that's now consumer loans. That's, that's, that's everything. Consumer loans, mm-hmm. mortgages, whatever. Mm-hmm. So let's just say um, a person making $2,000. Um, I don't know from the top of my head. Let's just say 45% may be like, mm, maybe like that's 800 like, or 850 or somewhere around it maybe. I don't know. But let's about just, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah so now imagine right you go into the bank at 20 years old you get you get this car you get a car for twenty thousand dollars you go on the way you get another five thousand dollars let's just say now you're like thirty thousand dollars in right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. half of that now already gone now that that amount that we could take out Mm -hmm. so let's just say now we're taking out 400 right Mm -hmm. so now we only allowed to take 400 more so now let's just say when you catch sense you you now you start to think about life start to think about you know what i want a piece of property i want a house you Mm -hmm. know i want a family when you start to think about these things that's when reality hits because it's now when you come to the bank or when you go to the bank to now do that, it's like, but we can't do that. Mm. Why we can't do it? Because we already taken a certain amount of your salary. Now you don't have enough space now for us to take out a mortgage payment. You ain't making enough mm-hmm. for us to actually facilitate that. Exactly. So now it cripples you and it puts you in a position now where you basically, I call it like, you have a mortgage without the house. Mm. You just buried in like consumer debt. Mm-hmm. And you can't now get the house because it's like, the whole amount that we supposed to take out already being taken out. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's when they finally get the reality check. And then by that point, it's like, it's, it's so much now that has to go into getting that person out of that situation. And it's like, if you would just know the information before, mm-hmm. this wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. But like, why should the reality check have to hit you when you're like 30 and you now like, want to do things and like why can't it hit you when you're like 20 mm-hmm. and that's because the lack of information mm-hmm. and see these things that people don't really think about until they're actually in the situation mm-hmm. like, you know how much people you have who can't get houses or who can't qualify because their consumer debt taking up what's supposed to be 
room for mortgage, we're supposed mm-hmm. to be room for consumer, mm-hmm. and, and everything. Okay. So it's like, this is a lot of information, really. Okay, Leonard, mm-hmm. you had a question? Ooh, Jesus, thank God I got rid of Commodore Bank, eh? <laughs> 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 Ooh, I was so glad when I gave them the last payment. That, 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 that off, right? Yeah. That off. Because that, that, that sounds like a thorough bungee in this game, then. Oh. That's Commonwealth Bank, bro. Right. I, I had to buy my soul back. Wow. Yeah. wow. That, yep. that was that was dances with the devil right there. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We are not saying the Commonwealth Bank is the devil, because again, y'all behaving just here. Your words up, exactly. Right? They want, y'all just want here what yeah. the fuck y'all want here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see what they said? Okay. So wow. then question. Um, yeah. Is financial freedom a myth? And if it's not, how does a person get to financial freedom? Okay, so basically, financial freedom, no, definitely not a myth. Mm-hmm. And I think like that's that's a big part of it right there. Like um, being in the Bahamas, uh, we basically stereotype, um, not to go too off topic, but we, we basically stereotype like what's considered careers and what's considered ways to make money um, mm-hmm. in the Bahamas, you know? Like, we, we, we considered certain professions, like, you know, back in the day, if you're in a doctor, lawyer, accountant, or um, engineer, you, you ain't got no career. Drug like dealer. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like you, you, you couldn't come home back in the day as a 10 or 11 year old and tell your parent that, you know, I won't be a musician or I won't be a, 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 a painter or artist or mm-hmm. something of like that. You couldn't come back and they say, well, if that's what you want to do, well, you need to go and start supporting yourself. Mm-hmm. It, it's just not considered. It's like I call it like taboo careers or whatever. But it's like it's just a stereotype, and I feel like within that stereotype, it places like our mind in like a box. Mm-hmm. And instead of like starting on top of the box, we like in the box. So mm-hmm. it's basically like if we already have the mindset where like certain things aren't supposed to be done. Even stuff like for us, like making money on, on the internet. You, you you go to someone who, like in the generation of like baby boomer one, baby boomer two, it's like, nah, scam. Mm-hmm. Automatically. Mm-hmm. Because they just have the mindset where like, hey, look, if this wasn't being done already, it, 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 it ain't gonna be, it ain't gonna be done, being done now, it ain't gonna work. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I feel like financial freedom is definitely not a myth, but I feel like it, it it's, it, it's considered that because of our environment, but not mm-hmm. not saying that, you know, like um, our environment cripples us, but saying that we put ourselves in a mindset where it's like we allow where we're from to try to say that, you know, there's only certain things that we can't do. Mm-hmm. So me saying that is just to say this. It's like until we open up our mind to be bigger than the Bahamas and bigger than Freeport, bigger mm-hmm. than Nassau. Mm-hmm. It's like we will continue to be in a place where we feel like financial freedom freedom isn't out of out of arm's reach. Mm-hmm. When in actuality, it's like right next to us. Mm-hmm. And I'll say this: a lot of people have the of the mindset where it's like, um, you know, financial freedom is like this um, destination mm-hmm. um, where we reach. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it, it's definitely not that. It's definitely a journey that you just continuously on go like every single day, every single day, every mm. single day. It's never, it's never a place where you reach and like if we continue to like feel like 
it's a place mm-hmm. then it's like you never reach mm-hmm. but if you can tell yourself like hey it's a journey it's things that you know that will happen along that journey mm-hmm. um, whether it's opening a business whether it's you know your business failing within the two the first five months but you going back at it to say hey maybe stuff I needed to tweak or whether it's something in life happened that hit you or this but whatever it is it's like but you don't don't call it like a, a, a don't think of it as like a, a destination or a place and it's like you can't earn your way to financial freedom. Hmm. I, I like to say like, and Tony Robbins, I got it from Tony Robbins. It's like, you can't earn your way to financial freedom. You have hmm. to compound your way there. Hmm. So, and, and that's another thing, you know, what we don't really look at. Uh, it's like, you, you, you could never earn your way to financial freedom. It's, it's all about compounding. Like, that's how the rich get rich. It's hmm. like, you, we have to start looking at the more long-term approach things at life instead of like the, the, the short term. Hmm. And it's like, when you think about compounding, right? Let's just say, let's just say you have a thousand dollars. You invested in a particular um, security or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And you allow that to compound over some time, and you you continue to let's just say it was just a savings plan or whatever. Mm-hmm. You put a hundred dollars a month or fifty dollars a month or how much ever, and you just allow the compound interest to continue to hit that, continue to hit that, continue to hit that, continue to hit that. If you look at it an approach where it's like within the first six months, okay, it's only a hundred dollars. But if you look at it where it's like by the first fifteen years, this little small investment of a thousand just turned into fifty thousand. We don't look at the long term approach of that because we live for today. Right. So I, I was just about to say that because yeah. I, I can guarantee you, you know, big people listening to this show, they probably heard a thousand dollars invest, compound interest, mm-hmm. and they got turned off as soon as they heard 15 years. Exactly. So that kind of mentality. I don't have time to wait for no 15 years. I need my money now. Exactly. First off, this is not JG Wentworth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Secondly, when persons have that mentality, I don't have that kind of time. Uh-huh. What would your response to them be? Well, my response would be if you don't have that kind of time, then you want to continue to put yourself in a position where you would always be depending on the next paycheck or you will be looking towards money. Mm. Like you don't want to be in a position for the rest of your life where you feel like you have to be on this particular job because you need the paycheck. Mm. You want to be in a situation where it's like, I'm on this job because I like this job or Mm. I want to be here. Mm -hmm. But we have a lot of people where in a situation where and, 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 and not to go off topic, but it's like a lot of places where, you know, we get horrible service is because people don't want to be on the jobs that we go to. It's because they're there. Well, holy fucking case, in, yeah. case in point, national <laughs> because, insurance. Yeah. So basically it's like you, you, we get road traffic. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. You, you, <laughs> you, you, I don't know. No, no, that is, <laughs> that is a topic for another yeah, fucking that's 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 I don't want to go, I don't want to go off topic, but it's basically like it, it's a trickle down effect because mm. it's like, you know, you, you get horrible service but why are you getting horrible service because it's like you don't have people who actually want to be there you have people there who are there because they're there because of the paycheck where they can get at the end of the month mm-hmm. and you have situations like there would go as back to what we was originally talking about about that box standing, mm-hmm. on, standing on side of the box mm-hmm. you know we limit ourselves we limit our thinking so we get settled and we get complacent into situations where we have to depend on this job for 20 30 years just mm-hmm. to get a paycheck not because we want to be there but because we have to be there mm-hmm. now because we settle um 
We settle for a particular job. We ain't making the money that we would want to make. So now we have to go to the bank. And now us going to the bank, we going for once. Mm-hmm. So now we accumulated all kind of debt. So now we depending on that on the paycheck because we're not saying, hey, I can't leave the job. I got to go pay Commonwealth. Oh, I got to go pay Fidelity. Oh, I got to go pay um, RBC. Mm-hmm. But in actuality, it's like if you really want to put yourself in a position where it's like you want like you you ain't waiting 30 years to get a pension or to get a a a, a, a large amount of money mm-hmm. that you can have to use half on to pay down and pay off all the debt that you accumulate during the time or the tenure of your job mm-hmm. you want to be in a position where when you decide to retire you don't have no ties to no financial institutions you debt free mm-hmm. and you have a, a a good amount of savings in place to actually do that mm-hmm. and the only way to do that is by looking at the long-term approach mm-hmm. and like you say it's like everybody have their mindset where it's like you know what i don't have 10 years i don't have 15 years i don't have 20 years to just and i'm not disciplined to just like yeah, see that's just sit that's, down. The, like, that's the that's yeah, the that's the topic right there yeah because it's like if for, for the average person it's like listen if i save a thousand dollars and something happens or let's just say I wanted to do a particular thing it's very it's, it's very hard to develop that layer of discipline where it's like you know what I am not going to touch this money because I need it today mm-hmm. I'm just going to let it um let it sit I'm going to find another way to get this done we, we, we ain't that disciplined so it's like even even when it comes to like the dare portion of it right we look at all the the short-term approaches where it's like i call it like the band-aid fixes it goes back to the whole thing of you know you wanting something in that moment or something that you need temporarily and you go to the bank to do it and you don't think about the long-term approach of what that'll cost you or what 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 what, what really is going on there right <laughs> so it's like that's a band-aid fix because it's like you don't want the long-term um permanent um, um, advice that will actually help you. You just want the advice in that moment that'll shit you in the end. Mm-hmm. So just to break that down a bit more, it's like again, go into the bank and say, "Hey, listen, you know, you just you 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 won't go away." And I loved you was going away because like that's a common one. And I hate it. I don't understand people <laughs> to get a loan to go away. I just don't understand it. If I have a loan, if I have to get a loan to go away, I just ain't going. Yeah, mm. I ain't going. So it's like you come, you come that day, and it's like a high. When you get that check in your hand, to say, oh, yeah. And then, uh, on, on the back end of that, after that trip, then gone two weeks, mm-hmm. you enjoy yourself, you mm-hmm. beat it bad, mm-hmm. you, you had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But now you're hurting your head because four years later, you're still paying for a trip that you only enjoy for two weeks. Where's mm-hmm. the sense in that? Mm, take this deduction. And, and, and that, I, <laughs> you, know, you know what's interesting about that, too? Which I always found interesting about Bahamians when it came to stuff like this, right? Let's take that same scenario. They're going on a shopping spree, mm-hmm. right? You took the shopping spree in 2014, right? Like the coin said, you're going out there, you beat it by, you show off and all that. You're all on Instagram and Facebook sharing off, right? Oh, yeah. It's 2020. We now dealing with a global pandemic and you still have to pay back this money. Then you hear, man, I ain't know why the bank freaking out, man. If I ain't got it, I ain't got it. What they want me to do, blah, blah. All the fuck on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. When you was going to beat it bad, you know, you didn't think about today. Right. 
You see what I'm saying? And and in in my experience in dealing with the bank, yes, they are ruthless. Yes, they can come after you if you don't live up to your contract. But the one thing they do do is they do sit you down and they say, listen, these are the terms. Yeah, yeah, my lord, hold on. That's it. That's it right there. <laughs> that, that's that's exactly what it is. And that is what it be right there. These are the terms. Just listen, but, sign, just no, 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 no. Listen, <laughs> this is for five years. We taking this, this. Yeah, yeah, but hold on. <laughs> okay, that's them right there. Not it up yet. Like, that's them. You ain't paying back the little two grand. You paying three thousand back or more or more. So, I mean, tell me something, um, Dequan. I've had older persons say to me that um, accumulating debt is not a bad thing once you put it, once you put your the money to good use. Uh-huh. Is there some? Is there any truth to that? I agree. Okay. Let me tell you why I agree. Right. Okay. Let's just go back to the example with the with the trip. Mm-hmm. I always going back to this trip. Mm-hmm. I try to discourage people from doing that <laughs> shit. But it's like I have a, a freaking pet peeve with that <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But anyway. So let's let's just use that I, example. I still don't see the sense in that. Listen, people, trust me, people is can't wait for the summer months to see what promotion banks coming out with. Uh, back to school, let's back to school. Mm-hmm. Like they ain't taking that back to school money. They have no turn. They going away, mm-hmm. and you can see them on Instagram and the BMW mm-hmm. and the fancy okay. hotel and all the stuff. By, anyway. by by the way, if your coin is getting mash, and you getting ready to click off this podcast. Because see, 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 see these niggas wrong. You're like, and mine. I, I can't tell me what <laughs> to do with my body, but they'll see my brother, just they, my sister, just understand something. You kind of put yourself in that position. Like, we actually trying to help you not to make the same mistake again. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> yeah. even, I don't understand it. Even if you go to the bank, mm-hmm. go to the bank, get a truck. At any given time, you can utilize that truck exactly. to make you some money. Exactly. That truck can yeah. actually pay for itself. I'll add to this too, to, to the truck scenario, because I know when I got my car, you know, it was like, oh, well, you're, you're riding soft. Now, hold on. Let me, tell you, let me show you something right now. Pizza Hut, Marcos, Domino's, if they need delivery drivers, guess who the fuck can be there? Right there. Yep. But you'll use your car to, you're fucking right. Fucking right. Fucking right. Put it to go on. So yeah, so you know, just to use the scenario where it's basically like, you know, you you come you wanna go away, you got this two week trip plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you don't look at the terms, you don't look at the the, the because we you know, in binds they don't they they gonna tell you exactly like you said, what mm-hmm. you are getting into. You yep. just people just don't like the hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially when the check right there or when they know the money coming today. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't worry, but tell, tell me with a sign. Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, you need to understand exactly what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you enjoy your two weeks, five years down the line, you're still paying that back, right? Mm-hmm. So goes to your question. I agree with that and why I agree with it is because I have this thing where I say if you have to get into debt mm. and you know you could you you could read a book like like Rich Dad Poor that talks about it perfectly mm-hmm. but it's like if you have to get into debt let it be a situation where when that loan is paid off mm-hmm. you have something tangible mm-hmm. that is an asset to you mm-hmm. so basically that's in the form of property mm-hmm. or house let's just say you get a you get a loan you want to buy a piece of property property doesn't depreciate mm-hmm. so that's when like equity comes involved right mm-hmm. so let's just say you buy a piece of property the property costs you thirty thousand dollars it was appraised at forty thousand dollars so mm-hmm. automatically from you buy that your network going up ten thousand dollars mm-hmm. as you pay down that loan and whenever you finish it mm-hmm. you now worth forty thousand mm-hmm. dollars 
So at the end of that loan, you are now paying now nothing. Now you have something that you holding as yours mm-hmm. of value. And you can now use that to your benefit to mm-hmm. now say, hey, listen, you know, um, and then go, it goes straight to your network. It's not, you now worth $40,000. Mm-hmm. That's what you want. Mm-hmm. And you can now say, hey, listen, um, I have this property. You could decide to build on it. You could decide to use it as collateral to do something else. Mm-hmm. So it's like use depth to your advantage uh-huh. where at the end of it, you will have something that will be an asset to you. Mm-hmm. Not something that you can't tangibly hold or something that you that, 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 that just doesn't freaking exist. The trip don't fucking exist. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know I, I take mean? it you don't you never gotten alone in your life, huh? No, I make sure I fucking did. <laughs> I, I ain't talking from I talking from experience. <laughs> I, I just had to really switch and rewire my thinking mm-hmm. to say now, hold the fuck on to go on pause. <laughs> you don't need to drive this. If you can't buy it three times or twice, you, you don't need to it. have it. That's so right. I can roll a little Corolla, I can roll a little whatever. Yep. And if I gotta ruin that for ten years, I can do that. Dead now, damn right. The brakes off. Yeah, what? I will beat the brakes off that. If I got AC and music, that's all I need. All you need. That's all I need. <laughs> all you need. And it's like people need to develop the mindset where it's like, bro, listen, you ain't gotta embrace. You, you, why you trying to go around putting yourself in in a position like that that'll hold you down and cripple you for years to impress people you don't even fucking like, boy? Yeah. And who don't fucking like you? Who don't fucking huh? like you? Like. You going all out to drive a nice car, you gotta go spend another two thousand dollars on your sport rims for your own and all these different Fuck. things to freaking ride around the same fucking road, mm-hmm. ride to the same couple fucking places that we just go to. Yep. Um port KO chances the first to see the same fucking car every week. Exactly. It can get old. Yep. So it's like and, and, and who are you hurting in that? I mean like yourself. Like who are you really hurting in that? Mm-hmm. Because when you driving nice, it don't make sense. You gotta ride with the with the windows down because you can't fucking put gas in it to ride with AC. <laughs> yeah. Or it don't make yep. sense that you gotta stay outside the fucking concert because you can't pay to get flicking in. So you exactly. gotta ride without them. Exactly. You have to really like you know like understand. I rather pull up there in my little bubble or whatever and freaking sit in VIP and enjoy myself exactly. versus parking lot pimping in my fucking nice car and I have to hear it from outside. Exactly. So it's like you have to really think and say, but listen. Do I want to be in a position where I actually want to have it, mm-hmm. or I want to portray as if I have it? Mm. It's like you, you, you have the like literally, and like this is the tough conversations that people don't like to hear, but these are the conversations that ha- that need to be had because it's like if you don't hear it, it's like you, you, we can continue to do the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. Mm. So for me, it's like, bro, why pretend to have it? Mm. Just, just do things and put practical plans in place and action steps that you can literally do mm. to actually have it. And don't think about having it in the short term. Think about the long term because that's where that's where it really holds weight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like just like the situation here. You know how much Bahamians wasn't prepared. Nobody was fucking prepared for a situation like this. Mm. But this is exact exactly why you need to make like smart financial choices and really mm-hmm. like put yourself in a position where you know you have an emergency account that you don't touch. You have a savings that you don't touch. You have a a a, a a percentage that coming out from your salary that you don't even see mm-hmm. because you know you save enough for a rainy day for mm-hmm. situations like this. You know how much people now depending on financial institutions to provide them the relief that they need because they didn't make smart financial choices. They don't have no savings because now all the kids home all day, the 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 the, the someone in the house lose income mm-hmm. and they ain't working. 
and it's like okay now where's the extra money going to come from to fill the voids now that's coming up unexpectedly i can i can tell you this as well um earlier we mentioned national insurance mm-hmm. they have been inundated with persons seeking you know yep um unemployment mm-hmm. we see how long that's taking yep in my particular case it's taken up to a month for, yeah. for them to even answer me. Yeah. Now, it's just me one. I could take care of myself. I could hustle and find other right. little things to do until I can get back to work. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, y'all continue to support the podcast. Hey, hey, hey. But um, like you mentioned, what about the family? What about the single mother, the single father that has three children and just lost an income and is living paycheck to paycheck? I would I would hope that this pandemic situation serves as a wake up call for most Bahamians. Mm-hmm. But plenty of y'all hard headed anyway. But we ain't getting into that right now. <laughs> that, 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 that raises another question. Yeah. Um, people don't know how to save. Mm. Fox. They don't know how to save. They save with they save what's left. Right. Yeah. yeah. So um one of the things I do want to ask, mm-hmm. let's break it down for for both genders. Mm-hmm. So, and I want to get Duane in on this. Duane, as a young woman, as a, as a single young woman, um, in her case, Duane, mm-hmm. how would you advise her to start some sort of saving plan or with, with the finances that she does that does come her way. Mm-hmm. Where's the best place to start for her? So, I'll say this: like you know, anybody, young people, mm-hmm. um, male or female, really, mm-hmm. you know, you don't need uh, because people always use this excuse where it's like, oh. Um, I don't make enough to save. That that's the most crazy shit I ever had in my life. That that that's not extra dumb. Yeah, that's like everybody says it. You know, I don't make enough to save. By the time I get paid, I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to do this. I have to do that. You know, I have mm-hmm. nothing left. So that's the problem. Like you said, you trying to do it with what you have left. Mm-hmm. See, it makes it very easier. Where and it's like you don't have to start off big. Like think mm-hmm. small, mm-hmm. bro. Ten dollars a week is forty dollars <laughs> a freaking month. Fuck. And then when you think about now putting that into stuff like well, okay, let's just say credit union for example, or let's mm-hmm. just say, um, you know, even for Delhi, Delhi is something where it's like easy to save is five percent savings, right? Mm-hmm. So let's just say you you ten dollars, forty dollars a month, but now forty times that's like four hundred eight dollars mm-hmm. a year, right? Now when you add the five percent effect to that, right, you you got you have some more. Mm-hmm. And then now uh, if you look at the long term approach to that, let's just say five ten years down the line, that's when you would see the real growth of it. But it's like you 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 have to start off with an amount where you take that comes out automatically. Set up something automatically where it's like when you get paid that ten dollars, that fifteen dollars, or that twenty dollars a week that just automatically comes out. You don't see it. Mm. You don't see it. It don't go to an account that you have access to. You can't go to the debit card, to the to the ATM or the debit card and take mm. it out. Mm-hmm. Just allow it to not be accessible to you. Mm. Uh, the, the, the easiest way, the 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 most way you could get it not accessible to you. Just do that. Mm. No um, ATM card, no nothing. Just allow it to automatically come out. Mm. And it's like, don't think big. Like, people feel like savings is where it's like, bro, I have to save fucking $500 this month. And um, once I save $500 this month, in three months, I can have $1,500. No, mm-hmm. when you think like that, it's like, bro, 
I don't care if you're making um, $2,000 a week. People who making freaking $10,000 a month, they barely saving freaking $5,000. So mm. it's like, you don't have to think big to say like you need this huge amount of accumulated savings over a short period of time. Mm-hmm. And that's where we go wrong. And that's why we allow our mind, it, it, it discourage us naturally because it's like when we don't see a large amount in a short amount of time, it puts us in a space where, why are you even doing this? Does mm-hmm. it make sense? Mm-hmm. After four months, I only got $120 saved? Yeah, but what happens after a year? What happens after two years? What happens after three years? Mm-hmm. So it's like, uh, it, again, it goes to that short-term thinking mm-hmm. and not long-term thinking. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you don't need a big amount to start with, and you don't have to accumulate a huge amount over a small amount of time. Mm-hmm. Like, don't put yourself in the mindset where it's like, you know, bro. I'm making $500, I gotta save $300. Why you can do that knowing that you got power bill, light bill, cable mm-hmm. bill, all these different things? Mm-hmm. You still have to be reasonable about it. Yes. So it's like understanding where you are exactly, breaking down your bills mm-hmm. and saying like, listen, if I make $2,000 in a month mm-hmm. and my rent is 600, you know, literally put pen to paper. Mm-hmm. My rent is 600. My cable is a hundred. My mm-hmm. power bill is B one fifty. I normally spend about a hundred dollars on grocery. Whatever. Literally look at your list and look at your real expenses, what you really need, not what you want, mm-hmm. but just what you need to survive. Mm-hmm. And that's just basically shelter and food. Pretty much. And gas and we got just breaking it down. Mm-hmm. Right. You, you need to get somewhere that's gas, mm-hmm. um, your car, basically car maintenance. And then you need to eat and you need somewhere to live. Mm-hmm. Everything other than that is wants. Right, yeah. yeah, so it's like really break down and, and, and say, okay, this is how much I'm spending versus this is how much I'm making. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is what's left. Now, out of that portion, you automatically say, listen, if it's freaking $100, let me save 10% of that. That's $10. Let's let it automatically come out. Mm. You know what I mean? And don't put yourself in the mindset again. Don't put yourself in the mindset where it's like, listen, I looking at, and it's like every month you go into the bank to say, how much are my savings? You well, you just start two months ago, thirty dollars. You come the next month, how much are my savings? Like, don't put your minds in, don't put yourself in the mindset where it's like you just continuously every day thinking about it, every day thinking about it, every month, like just. Forget, you have to almost like forget about it mm-hmm. and yeah. that's why you have to use an amount that you don't actually depend on because it's like people try to save with money that they need mm-hmm. like you can't save with money that you need you have to save with like like you say you can't if you know you have certain bills that are coming out every single month mm-hmm. and you're making the same thing you can't say i won't save this excess amount because eventually the next month, you would have to dip right into that savings mm-hmm. to get money to cover expenses that you already know were there. Right. So it's like you have to put yourself in a space where it's like you ain't saving what you need on a day to day. You saving what you would have used to do some dumb shit that you didn't have to do. Like if you know you was freaking drink five cars light a week, mm-hmm. which is what with twenty five dollars. Yeah. You can say, listen, I can drink two cars later a week mm-hmm. and the rest of that 15 I can put that in the savings mm-hmm. that ain't money that you need to live that's mm-hmm. money that you that's recreation that's, so, that's, that's love yourself money exactly I so, think mm-hmm. I think one of the major problems that uh, we face in our society when it comes to financial freedom is persons have a tendency of living way above their means mm-hmm. way above their means like yeah. you bringing in a thousand dollars per month and your bills are two thousand 
that you 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 already at a grave disadvantage. And yep. then to top that off, you want the new iPhone yeah. or the new Samsung. Oh, you need and, and, and a flat screen TV and a 50, 50 inch, 60 inch, and, 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 and a PS5. Yeah, and a PS5. <laughs> and Jordans. Yeah, I, 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 I wanted to and, bring and the new Bahari shirt. Shout out to Bahari. I wanted to bring Dwane in on this because she could probably give some insight from a woman's perspective. What is it, uh, Dwane, every month that ladies have to contend with? Because we all know about the the men side of things, but um, budgeting and saving from a woman's standpoint, what is it that you all have to think about? Well, I would say from a female perspective, there's a lot to mm. consider because mm. you know you have hair, mm. nails, uh, feminine products mm-hmm. that you need, like and that's like a necessity. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say if you're single, you have to deal with your living expenses, mm-hmm. car, you know, uh, like Daquan said, you need uh, rainy day funds mm-hmm. or emergency funds. Mm-hmm. So what if this month something goes down with your car and that wasn't in your budget? Mm-hmm. So you gotta dip into, you yes, understand if you're not getting help from mm-hmm. elsewhere or if you don't have uh, side hustles, Results, yeah. you understand? So I would say there's a lot to consider from the female standpoint. So. Um, is anything Daquan saying making any sense? A lot, <laughs> a whole lot. Uh, can, can you see where um, is feasible? Like, can it can it actually work, or this is just um, fantasy thinking? No, definitely, it definitely can. Because a lot of the things he said mm. are some of the things that I came across. Okay, so it definitely makes sense, and it can work. So, you know, you have to make it work for, for you. you. That's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know, everything is about perspective. Mm-hmm. You understand? Like, make it realistic for your situation. Don't okay. think about, well, this is working for this person. Let me force it to work for me. It mm-hmm. don't work like that. So in everything in life, you have to be realistic. Okay. And then it works. So I know for for us as guys, um, you might want to go out in the weekend. You might want to have, you know, you want have bears with your boys and things like that but that's considered a want Mm -hmm. not necessarily a need okay um for ladies what would you consider wants outside of needs Mm. i would say shopping Mm. a lot of them a lot of us (laughs) let me don't say them uh like to shop Mm. i mean i Honestly, I can't stand going in the store to look for shit. I'd rather shop online because <laughs> okay. I get frustrated so yeah. fast. Yeah. So uh, I would say shopping. Mm-hmm. Um, I think nails nails and hair is kind of a want, mm-hmm. you know, because I like to have my nails done. I just like, I don't, you know, I just <laughs> yeah. like it. I don't have to do it, but, yeah. you know, I, I want it done. Yeah. Uh, what else? I would say outings. Mm-hmm. We like to eat. So. Let me in shit. I I, 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 I'm more on the rotund side, so I don't know if, yeah. We like to eat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would say that. And then Mm. lashes, you know, women now, they they like their lashes done. I I don't like it. Yeah, I don't really. Now, explain this to me, please. I came across something online called, what was it? Velvet Mink Lashes. What the whole fuck? (laughs) lashes mink lashes are expensive for real though because see what they do is they go uh they glue the 
hair to your individual lash. So you have to sit down for like hours to get it done. Yeah, and you got to keep your eyes closed. Some people fall asleep, but they glue it to like the individual lash, yeah. And then to get a refill is like almost more than half the price. Um, How much is mink lashes? Sometimes it could go, it can range from like 90 to 160 Mm -hmm. full set Mm -hmm. every month. And get, get, ladies, let me explain That's something to you. That is not a need. That's ladies, a want. ladies. Oh, makeup too. Oh, yeah. How could I forget that, Jesus? Mm-hmm. The four eye things. <laughs> my God. See, with me, I, it's on the simple side. I would rather have my nails done. My hair, I could retwist that myself. I don't mm. really have to go to the salon. Mm. Um, like I said, I don't really like shopping. So mm. online, I would pick up like one or two things. Mm, but okay. And then outings, I really don't do it too much. So. Mm. But we, we definitely ain't got no fucking wear now. <laughs> <laughs> ain't nowhere. L- l- ladies, let me let me just say this right here. Um, <clears throat> there has been no man on planet Earth that actually enjoys vagina that has looked at a woman and said, "Damn, them ashes look good." Trust have, me, we look at y'all and say that though. No, like, but, give me these lashes. Y'all don't even need but, it. So, so what, what that what that says to me is one of two things: one, you're trying to impress the wrong person. Or two, you done lost your fucking mind. And come on now. You know what they say? Women I, I've never, I've never looked at a woman and said, women, they, some, so. they some nice lashes, I want juice on. I've never said that. <laughs> that's real, that's real. Have you, have you ever been juicing and be like, bitch, you ain't got no lashes. I'm out of here. Or, or look at her nail and be like, uh, that, that's not no, acrylic. No, nah, no, you that's have some acrylic. men who nails, look at nails, nails and feet. Lashes are everything. <laughs> Them, them listen, eagle, listen, eagle listen, claws they put listen, on it's listen, ridiculous listen, listen listen I ain't trying to get to no nails <laughs> I ain't looking Breakfast at no nails crazy. I don't look at it sweetie can you cook a steak <laughs> well done that's what you're can worried you, about can, can you fix up some sauce no I are, will make the Johnny cake there we are, will wash the jizzes together <laughs> there are people there are women in relationships that can't even cook Oh. I see, you done look, I, everybody can be skinny and hungry as fuck. <laughs> we can't have that shit. I'm sorry. Okay? So, I, but you know what, Duane, thank you for putting some clarification on that because I'm uh-huh. trying to figure out, like, um, sweetie. I mean, I even forget. See, I'm more on the natural side. Mm-hmm. So, for a lot of people listening, they probably like, she mentioned Weave, Remy. Oh, and damn it. I, I forget damn about it, that. Damn it. <laughs> Oh, a $400 bundle Skincare, of people, uh, some people bleaching now. So it's like all these things, they, those are wants though. Yes. Yeah. I, I, so. I, I, I get, ladies, here's another thing. Um, if we wearing $400 bundles of Remy, um, especially during these times, you're fucking around. You're fucking around. As I, 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 you got some people still doing it. And then to put put the wig on and make the wig is like a lot of money also. Okay. So I yeah. can need everyone to Google rice water. Rice <laughs> fucking water. Grow okay. your own shit. I just hold the fuck I'm saying. Oh, so now because you lose all your locks and you got your twist going, you think you know about natural hair, right? Yes. Okay. And, he and, just and, lost out his locks yesterday. Now he's telling people go look for flicking for, right, rice water, rice water and shit. online. Yes, yes, yes. Because who's to your hair? I was lost. I don't know what the fuck is rice water. <laughs> see, I be on YouTube sometimes. Rice water is it? You soak the rice and then you like wash your hair in it mm. and then you like grow it out. Okay. But me, I I don't even use oil all the time. My hair just grow out. Did like I that? retwist it and, and be good to go. Yeah, I don't really. 
get too involved. <laughs> okay, back to the conversation with the people with lesser hair. In yeah. The room. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> we're in our you know, fucking feelings now. Divide the table into what the fuck is rice water? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but one time ago, Lord Leonard. That uh, one time ago, Lord Leonard had him. Oh yeah. Yeah, but see, he decided he was gonna go work for the man. Uh, who tell who, who tell him to cut off his crown? Babylon. Babylon. I know police. Nah, 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 nah. He ain't he, he, he no police, right, Leonard? What do you do for a living? I am a renter cop. A renter cop. Security. Okay. All right, gotcha. <laughs> but let's let's get back to the topic anyway so i want to ask the call what do you think about the new wave of entrepreneurs right now what advice do you have to them for them um, well even for that you know i glad we brought it up really because i was just thinking about something um talking about like you know budgeting and income and stuff like that uh, you have a lot of bohemians who um and we mentioned it earlier where you know we live above your means right mm-hmm. and with that comes well it's like we don't look at the option of actually going up there and finding a second also when it comes to like secondary income or whatever we we, we depend solely on primary income and you know this is where the, the word pride comes in right. for the most part because you have a lot of bohemians who want to do certain things or who want to sort after certain businesses but they the first question in their head is always what this person can think if i do this or what this person can think if I if I if I go into this particular business. It's always what the other person would feel or what this person would think of me if I do it. And you know, we put ourselves at a disadvantage and we cripple ourselves because it's like instead of pushing off to something that could actually, you know, bring in another stream of income to go along with your job or to go along with your first set of income, mm-hmm. we rather worry about what the next person would feel if they see us doing this particular thing. And I think that's where the pride comes in really. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you know, behemoths need to get out of the mindset where they're so prideful to do certain things. You know, that's why you have like certain uh, groups of people who come here and you know, we are trying to figure out that how are they doing this, but then they have this amount saved or they have this going on. That's because they don't have the mindset where it's like, I can worry about what Dwayne can say if I start doing hair, mm-hmm. or I can start worrying about what the next person can say if I start cutting grass. But it's like we ain't worrying about the position that it will put us in. Mm-hmm. We rather worry about what the next person will think. So I mean, for me, I feel like you know, with the new wave of entrepreneurship, I feel like we need to take an approach where it's like you're not worrying about what someone else feel or what someone else think that you should do or fitting in the stereotype of what you feel in the box to do. Mm. And I feel like, you know, if you have an idea, if you have something that you feel like you're confident or something that you just like to do, it's all about finding your passion. You know, if you're passionate about something, you will do something for free. Find a way to monetize it. Monetize your hobbies, you know. If mm. you... Um, um, if you good at cleaning up, then open up a cleaning up business. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like stop looking at certain things and classifying it as, oh, I'm not going to do this because that's beneath me. But, you know, the, 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 the sad truth and the sad reality in that is that you will find yourself, and most people who have that, 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 that kind of thinking, they find themselves in the same position three years from now, five years from now, mm-hmm. seven years from now. You know, the only thing that changes is the amount of debt that they have. Mm. So they find themselves in the worst position because it's like you're worrying about what people can think or what people can feel. Mm. And it's like a lot of good ideas and a lot of like um, concepts that we have, you know, goals 
straight to the graveyard because it's like it never comes out mm. because we worrying about the wrong things. Mm. So I feel like, you know, especially yet young behemoths, bro, if you have an idea or you have something that you feel like you want to get involved in, don't let nobody stop you from getting involved in that. Mm. Because, you know, most times it'd be the, the, the people closest to us family members, mm. closest friends who give us these, you know, these misconstrued concepts of why everything can't work. And we seek advice from people who aren't doing the particular thing or in the particular area where mm. we want to get into. Yeah. Like we go and we ask our friends who don't have businesses, should I get into this business? How the fuck could you ask someone without a business? Yeah. Why shouldn't you get in this business? That's a damn or good point. Can, yeah, or we go to family members and they tell us every single reason why this can't work. Or they say, well, you know, this person is doing it. That person is doing it. Don't look at, I don't care. I, I always tell people, I don't care if a thousand people fucking doing something. Mm -hmm. There's something about the way that I can be able to do that mm -hmm. that they can't do. Mm -hmm. So it's like, for me, if you're serious about like, entrepreneurship and you're serious about just financial freedom and you're serious about actually putting yourself in a position where it's like you would be good in the long term you actually could be to a point where it's like you ain't worried about something like if it coming up because it's like you know I, I got a little cushion I can mm -hmm. handle that if mm -hmm. something come up I can handle that mm -hmm. it's like you have to take pride out of the equation and you have to like stop living for people and living through people mm -hmm. who too scared to do what you trying to achieve mm -hmm. and it's like we, 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 we just have to get out of the mindset. Like for me, when I first got out of school, and, and um, I first um, got out of high school, went to COB, started doing accounting. I fucking hated accounting. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was good with numbers. I mean, fucking now, but yeah. at, at, at that point, I didn't want to do that. Mm -hmm. I was doing that because, you know, that's what my mommy wanted me to do. Mm -hmm. That's what my family wanted me to do because mm -hmm. they saw me and said, oh, he's very good at numbers. This is what he, this is what he needed to do. But... That wasn't my true passion. I always know that I wanted to do business. Mm. So, um, you know, even in that, after like the first year and a half, I found myself like I wasn't fucking going to class. I was downstairs while class going on playing dominoes. Mm -hmm. And like I fucking drop out because it's just something that I wasn't passionate about. Mm -hmm. And from there, my first my first business was landscaping. Mm -hmm. So it was like, this dude um, drop out of school, leave Scotia Bank, go cut grass. But they look at it from a naked eye. Mm -hmm. What I knew, what I wanted to do, I knew what I wanted to achieve. I know the long-term goal that I hadn't planned mm -hmm. for myself. So mm -hmm. I was like, you know, as long as I work hard, as long as I do what I have to do, we take my practical steps, I can make it happen. So it's like, people look at it as if, oh, this young man dropped out of high school, I mean, dropped out of college, he was doing accounting, quit Scotia Bank mm -hmm. to go cut grass. But I knew what my long-term goals was, and mm -hmm. that was just an avenue for me to put myself in a position where I could do other things. If I was I passionate about cutting grass, hell no. But it was a means for me at the time to accomplish my longer-term goals. Mm -hmm. So it was like now it put me in a position where it's like because um, I did that, you know. Um, it started. It didn't start off where it was like, oh, I was making a bunch of money, mm -hmm. but I knew I stick to the goal. I knew what it was gonna, what was gonna happen in the long term. So stuff came up, contracts came, like stuff came up where I was able to, you know, put together a good amount of money to get into different ventures mm -hmm. and you know diversify my portfolio in a way where it's like, you know, uh, invest in this or I invest in that. So it's like now nah, I put myself in a way where it's like. You know, you can make money while you sleep because mm. you invest in certain things and you let your money work for you. But it's like, uh, as long as we allow like people to determine where we're going or what we're doing and we base our choices from how we feel people would feel, mm. like, like, we can continue to be in the same exact position. Mm. And I find that 
the crazy motherfuckers who feel like they could change the world is be the ones who freaking successful and the yes. ones who telling you every reason why you can't do it is be the ones in the same exact freaking position because it's like the same very well people who was telling you oh listen no man you don't need to do this you can't do that or whatever you can't do this you can't do that mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. it's yeah. the same very well people that will talk about you when you do it they will tell you say oh you still got the little business going on and mm-hmm. you, you would always hear a little jazz, but guess what? When it becomes successful, when they see you start to accumulate wealth, when they see you start to make money, when they see you start to hire staff, when they just see you start to get on a whole different level, they would be the same exact ones now trying to understand your thought process and what exactly you did so now that they could try to do it. <laughs> They'd be the same ones to jump on the bandwagon afterwards, and now they're the ones now saying, like, listen, you know, I always knew that you was going to do this, or I always knew that you was going to do Bullshit. that. And now, exactly. Bullshit. I, I, I do believe the... T- Technical, GTF. I, I do believe the technical term for that is dick riding. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And it's like now you put yourself yeah, like 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 it's like shit. I see it happen so much times. It's like mm-hmm. the same very well people you you discourage them doing certain things. Now when you look at them five years down the line because they mm-hmm. wasn't thinking short term. But because they wasn't, because they just wasn't thinking about the day, living for the for the day, mm-hmm. they was actually looking at the three year plan, the five year plan, the ten year plan. Mm-hmm. Now you in the same exact position, and you trying to figure out now what the fuck they doing. Mm-hmm. So now, and, 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 and that's a whole nother topic because now it gets you in the space of mind where you chased after everything that you see that looks successful to you because you don't know your fucking self. Mm-hmm. So it's like understand yourself know what you want to do mm-hmm. put the practical steps in place mm-hmm. don't live above your means mm-hmm. and just make practical steps to make whatever you want happen fucking happen mm-hmm. yeah I, I i like the fact that he said it like that making practical steps and um what what you said daquan you hear a lot of times on social media it comes under the guise of motivational speaking I saw a video the other day, the young lady was saying, you know, if you want to be successful in life, first you have to think of the goal, then you have to write it down, then you have to believe in yourself and this and that. That's all fine and good, not taking anything away from her, right? But at the same time, Daquan has mentioned practical steps. You could believe in something all you want. I could believe I could grow wings. You could do what? I, I could believe I could grow wings. I could, I could have all the positive thinking in the world. You see what I'm saying? But um, if you don't put practical steps in place to go along with the practical or the positive thinking, you're not going to get anywhere. Come on, that, that's simple facts. That's biblical, man. Faith without works is dead. Pretty right? much. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. So, and, and then being able to think about the long term and... Um, be understand that there are sacrifices that have to be made. See, as it stands, you know, everybody saw Michael Jordan win the championships, Kobe Bryant win the championships, LeBron James win the championships. What they don't see is they're getting up at four in the morning to go to the gym and practice. So I want you to think about those same people Daquan even talked about. Um, I'm sure he can attest to this. People say he went to cut grass. First of all, that's already um, that's already already said to try and shame him. Yeah. Right. Yeah, shame they mad. That's why. But then you started off cutting grass, so 
Sorry. Look, hold on, hold on, hold on. You started off cutting grass. The clients start coming because they realize you do good work, which is also a part of what you must do. You must do good work, yep. right? Then when the weekend comes along, I'm sure there have been times, to correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. your boys come to you, man, let's go out such and such. Man, I can't. Well, what happened to you to hype off Donnie? You broke it. You, you, you see, you got to deal with shit like that. You might, be, you, you might even be checking a girl, right? Who is, who have standards, mm-hmm. right? Baby, I want to go such and such. Baby, we can't do it right now. It never, never in the fucking budget. I don't know why it's fuck with niggas like you, you know. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's be real about it. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, as one of my mentors calls it, delayed gratification. So all of that you have to be mindful of that you have to think about when you decide you're going to get into any kind of business venture. There's going to be a time where you eat tuna and bread. Oh, yeah. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I tell you, right? I remember Shit. noodles. Noodles? I had noodles. I used to, I used to go with quarters. And I, you know, oh, noodles shit. <laughs> I got like $6 and quarters coming from Kesharad to get back down home. And I piling up just the chicken flavor. That's yes, it. yes. I, I got to eat one a day. Just, just one. I yep. got to make that work. But, but, but again, you know, you look at the long term. Like you don't want to put yourself in a position like that where you're doing that forever. No. But you do it in the short term to mm-hmm. accomplish what you're trying to do for the long term. And, 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 and the, the sacrifices that have to be made to, to get where you want to go, I find a lot of not just Bahamians, black people don't want to do it. Shortcuts. Like there, there, there there is no shortcut to it. I mean, not not even not not even in other things in life, Uh, not just in in other aspects of life. Um, I'm overweight. I want to lose the weight. Yeah. Um, I can't just take a pill and then sit on the couch and eat chip all day and and crack on and fries and all that dumb fuck. No, I need to get the fuck (laughs) on the track. Okay, or I need to get to the gym, or I need to do some shit. Yep. You see what I'm saying? So, the positive thinking is good, but works have to go with the positive thinking. So, yes, you need to believe in yourself and all of that fairy tale shit. Yes, mm-hmm. that, that is true. But some things got to go behind that. And I, yeah. I think that's something that a lot of people are missing. And, you know, if you know you're not prepared for that, mm-hmm. don't fuck with it. <laughs> okay, look for one job and be comfortable being on the job for the next 45, yep. 50 years. Get your pension and go home. Yep. But everybody just won't be a boss, and nobody know what it takes to to be a boss. So you know, if you're out there and you're thinking about becoming an entrepreneur, starting your own business, starting your own venture, understand that you are going. You are going to have to deny yourself a lot. Even when you think you deserve it or feel like you want to live your best life or you want to beat it bad and be lit and whatever the fuck else everybody else is saying, there are going to be plenty times when you can't do that. But if you believe in yourself enough and put the practical steps, Brother Daguan has mentioned earlier, then the success will come to you. So that's something that, you know, personally, I want to thank you for coming on the show and saying, especially being at that age saying it, 
because you normally hear that kind of talk from older people. Mm-hmm. You don't hear it from persons in their early 20s. Yeah. So, now, let's... Uh, Hold on. Yeah. I just want to send a shout out to all the entrepreneurs out there. You mm. said with the, the very, very, very small businesses, Rasta yes. Hood down the corner selling peanuts and things mm. like that. Uh, I understand your vision. Mm. There's a possible retail into the in that retail mm. store. Mm-hmm. The fellas in cutting grass. What he said hit home, hit home. I used to cut grass. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I I was one of them set working for five dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Don't stop. You no. know exactly where you're going. Yep. No. Exactly. Again, not everybody can see your vision, mm-hmm. but you see your vision. Nope. Mm-hmm. People only see the end product. They don't see the yeah. journey. They, they don't, they don't see the journey. Like, like Some, something else you mentioned, Daquan, I just remembered I want to touch on too. Um, and I know this sounds hard, but I'm about to say. It is, like you mentioned, it's not the people outside looking in that tries to discourage you. It's, it's probably the people closest to you. Oh, yeah. So it could be your mom, could be your dad, could be your brothers and sisters, could be your cousins, could be the people at church, could be people at the job you're on right now that will tell you all the reasons why, like you said, a venture won't work. But you have to stop and think about something. Why are you going to speak to your mother or your father about starting a business when they probably have had the same job for 35, 40 years and that's all they've known. Uh, oh, but that's my mommy. Yes, I understand that. You love your mother. Good. That's my daddy. Great. Yes, he provided for you. They may have done a damn good job to take yep. care of all of you. Yep. They may have put you through college and all of that. The fact that the matter remains, they don't know how to start and run a successful business. Yep. True. As much as you might love them, as much as you might respect them, they cannot, you know what that's like? That's like, you get yourself in some legal problems and mommy and daddy ain't a lawyer. Mommy and daddy know they can't advise you on the law. So what do they do? They take your ass to a lawyer. They might even have lawyer friends. So it's the same thing with that. And you have to be cognizant enough to recognize that. Maybe. And if they if if they cannot help you get where you need to get, you don't need to be talking to them. Yeah, yes. maybe maybe it's just me, but I have a wonderful mother. She never gave me everything I wanted, mm-hmm. but I had what I needed. Mm-hmm. And I went to her a few times with ideas, and she said her opinion or whatever. But one thing my mother always did was stayed in her place as a mother. Mm-hmm. And after all, she said. The last thing she would say, I support you in anything you do. Now, I'll tell you this, Leonard, and to a lot of people who are listening to the show, your mom is the exception. Yes. Not the rule. <laughs> because the majority is... Well, I don't know what type of mothers out there who yeah. can, dis- oh, who can discourage... Oh, shit. I could, I could How could you discourage your offspring from yeah, becoming better? I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to get into <laughs> that. I think we need to get into that a little bit. <laughs> if you're, we'll off, talk. If you're like, honestly, my podcast blow off, mm-hmm. blow up. Mm-hmm. I start bringing in thousands, millions or whatever. Mm-hmm. She's going to benefit from it. Mm-hmm. So why discourage your child from going into a possible business adventure that's going to, that has the, the high potential, mm-hmm. the high possibility to be successful? Mm-hmm. Watch this. Like, that's crazy. So, 
Okay, Ox is up the question, right? Uh, just, 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 just to say this, right? Mm. Like, the question is, if you look at the Bahamas, mm-hmm. let's even you was Freeport, right? Mm-hmm. How many people do you see, right? Mm-hmm. Looking at the average Bahamian, how many the, the average Bahamian do you see actually doing what they actually? want to do very, very little rare. very little you would always hear and and, and, and it's, it's 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 so common and you know it's so happy you guys brought this up because like mm. you would always hear like you know i'm working at the hospital but mm. this is what i truly wanted mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. i'm doing this but this is what i truly wanted to do mm-hmm. and you know the answer the question where does that begin mm-hmm. it begins when a child is in the home mm-hmm. and he says mommy I want to be a basketball player. Mm-hmm. Boy, you can be a basketball player. You better go in your box. Mm-hmm. Mommy, I want to be a musician. Boy, you can't be no musician. Um, you you better try go study your school work. You can't you can't sensible. You, you can't make any money from exactly. that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But what that psychologically does is you 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 program a child. You put them in a mindset where it gives them a limitation cap. Where mm-hmm. it's like there's certain things that I cannot do, yeah. or there's certain things that's considered taboo, or certain things that are not to be considered careers. Mm-hmm. So it's like it starts. That's where the cycle the cycle starts. So like you have to ask yourself the question. Looking at the the the, the Bahamas and the Hemians on the whole, mm-hmm. you have the majority and the makeup of Bahamians are not doing things that they want to do. Why? Because of the limitation capital was placed inside of them from in the home, from putting them inside a box that they're supposed to stand on the top of. Mm-hmm. And you just have to look at it like if you, if we really want, and, and this is where like everything starts, because this is where it comes to now, like finances, this is when it comes to now, just being successful on the whole. Mm-hmm. If we really want to talk about creating effective change, it starts when that child comes home to their mommy and say, this is what I really want to do. Mm-hmm. And you don't get that negative response back to say, no, this, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. If you would give this feedback like, yeah, mommy, if we had um, a thousand more, yeah, mommies, we had a thousand more successful behemoths. Mm-hmm. But guess what? We do not have that because we're in a situation where children and, and, and every day kids are getting extremely more advanced. They mm-hmm. know what they want to do off the bat. Mm-hmm. And you have complacent parents of the generation who feel like there's only certain things that are considered careers knocking those big, bright, innovative ideas and not knocking certain things that they do mm-hmm. because they cannot see that happening. Mm-hmm. See, you can't talk to somebody who have a limited mindset because they won't see how far you're thinking. Exactly. So you 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 if we really want to talk about effective change, it's it's creating an environment where we make it accept acceptable to accept anything that a child says that they want to do mm-hmm. and genuinely support that. Yes. Because it's one thing to support, but it's one thing to not truly support. Because mm-hmm. you have, it's a lot where the mindset is like, okay, yeah, he's saying that now, but you know, he can change his mind in a year from now. Mm-hmm. But no, if your daughter says she won't be a dancer, go out, buy her some dancing shoes, buy her the, the, the outfits, put her in the classes, mm-hmm. make her understand that if this is exactly what you want to do, I am going to do everything to support you in doing that. Mm-hmm. Instead of telling her that, no, you need to go do math and English mm-hmm. and learn 
fucking trigonometry which you can never fucking use. <laughs> that's fucking right. <laughs> it, it, right. That happens so much. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, that's where the cycle now begins. Mm-hmm. And that's where, like, so much social ills fall into that. Mm-hmm. Finances, mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. starts from that simple fact of parents growing up their children in that black slavery mindset mm-hmm. of there's only certain things that you could do that are deemed successful. Yeah. And that's why we have people who miserable as fuck on these jobs and be getting bad service. Yep. That's why we got people who, so much people who fucking in debt and mm-hmm. they don't know where ass from their elbow. Mm-hmm. That's why we have so much people who do certain things just to make amends for themselves mm-hmm. because what they really wanted to do was discourage. So it was a trickle down effect on so much different avenues where that little simple gesture Fucking growing up a child like you supposed to mm-hmm. could affect an economy on the whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you see. I I, I want to put for a couple a couple of points to add to that from my observation. I want to use an example personal to me. Growing up, um. My mother said to my grandparents, she wanted to be an astronaut. Now, let's think about this for a second. You're talking about a woman or a young black girl in Nassau in 1960s Bahamas saying she wants to be an astronaut. Just asking y'all, what y'all think the response to that was? Well, if you don't go to college and get one of these government jobs and live your life they, and, and, and that was the 60s so you know um, it ain't as um, PC as it is now mommy and daddy I want to be an astronaut pop girl shut your dumb I ass would, up I would definitely <laughs> yeah. you give the fucking clean version I would yeah. definitely say you will be get your, get your stupid ass up yeah. I thought would you want to be astronaut get the fuck out of here <laughs> You, know, you can't even spell Ashley. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. But, but, but see, think, think about it. At the time, um, there were these different missions going to the moon. You had the Apollo mission and all them. They was going to the moon. My mother saw that, and that sparked an interest. Okay? She was told, no, girls don't do that. What kind of horse shit is that? So that already stifled mm-hmm. and basically killed her ambition. Yep. Now... As my mother got older, she couldn't get to space physically, so she tried to get there educationally Mm -hmm. because she has a love for, or she had a love for astrology, astrology, astronomy, one of them. Whatever one she's looking at the telescope, that one. Mm -hmm. And she could tell you everything about different constellations and planets and how they moved in the sky, things like that. So that was where she wanted to be. Yeah. She couldn't get there. Mm-hmm. And she accepted the fact that black women were not going to make it into space. Lo and behold, 1979 rolled around and black persons were being allowed into the American space program. So had my grandparents looked at that and said, you know, we could at least see what she can do we can do to get her into a space program right there in Florida mm-hmm. she didn't have to go far who knows what could have happened okay but so the first element is as we mentioned before 
unfortunately you may be in a home environment that's not conducive to what your ideas and aspirations are that's the first thing in addition to that i'm sure or i've seen parents despite telling their children no they can't do something they still press ahead and do it anyway and see a measure of success they actually get jealous of their children my mommy the parents sit back my mommy and daddy ain't let me do this so i ain't gonna let them do it so the child forge ahead get some su- yeah, get some success and they do things to sabotage their own children and then turn around and say see i tell you it wasn't gonna work that's black crab syndrome at its fucking highest yeah. mm-hmm. see this this also ties in again to what td jake say mm. Where are all the people that have trotted the course of life mm-hmm. to guide the young persons mm-hmm. on this journey? Yeah. That's, 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 that's it right there. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the biggest disconnections right there. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to what you were saying, basically. That you got not even freaking just parents. Just all the people on the whole who's supposed to offer that guidance and experience mm-hmm. and, you know, you know, take young people up under their wing to mm-hmm. just get them to the level where they are so mm-hmm. they don't have to make the same mistakes. You don't see that because the older individual is seeing the younger one now is fucking competition. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I ain't showing this. That's like a 50-year-old who was at a job for 30 years and now they bring on a nice young 20-year-old who could do the same thing that 50-year-old could do. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, hey, we need you to train him. I ain't training him shit because when I train this person how to do what I could do, what can happen to me? Yeah, and fine. that's just the mindset. It ain't the mindset where it's like, bro, let me train this. Let me train this person so he don't make the same mistakes I did. Mm. I have experience. The young person of innovation. Let's combine the two. But it's a big disconnection because it's like I ain't showing you shit because what can happen to me? Yeah. Well, let's even take that point a bit further. All of us sitting at this table of hard persons we've learned from, right? I'm learned directly from, right? When someone says to Duane, you've been on the radio for so long and girl, you get your radio show popping, this and that and this and that. How did it all begin? Duane has to say, who taught her the radio business and where she got her start from? If you sit back and try to think about how people live on in history, it's exactly that. When people talk about, we, we mentioned Michael Jordan earlier, you don't think he has to talk about um, Phil Jackson? Yep. He has to talk about Doug Collins. He has to talk about his college coach. He has to talk about his father. And all of these people who influenced him and taught him what he knows, they live on. Yep. It's the same thing with no matter what the field. Even our current prime minister has to thank Lyndon Penland for him doing what he did so that he as a black man could lead a whole country. So, so, I mean, all of this, that's why I said that's black crab syndrome at his fucking highest. And, and if you find yourself in that kind of environment, you're going to have to find a way to get out of that environment. Which may mean distancing yourself from persons, even though you love them and respect them and you want the best for them, you got to back off from them. You might have to back off from your mommy. You might have to back off from your daddy. You might have to back off from your siblings and your cousins. Mm -hmm. You might have to back off from the people from the church. 
you might have to back off from them. I'm going to interrupt you here for a second. Yeah. Because what you said is something I actually did. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it's not an interruption. School. It's a contribution. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in high school, mm-hmm. you know, um, I was into dance mm-hmm. always. I mean, even prior to that, I was always into dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, grade three, I think I went to uh, career day as a entertainer. Mm-hmm. Then I didn't know I wanted to be that. Mm-hmm. I always knew I wanted to dance, but mm-hmm. I actually went with a karaoke system that my grandfather bought for me. Mm-hmm. So, in high school, I did a lot of dancing, you know, for uh, special assemblies, uh, for, um, what's it called? National Arts? No, not that. Uh, uh, Sports Day. Things like that. Similar, right? So, my mom, she never was supportive Mm -hmm. in that field, Mm -hmm. you know? I didn't have support, like, period, from nobody. Mm -hmm. But it's something I always wanted to do. And, like, as a person, if I want to do something, I'm going to do it. I don't care, like, if everybody tell me no, I'm still going to do it. Because I want to do it. It's not about you. It's about me. Hashtag August babies. (laughs) So, coming out of uh, high school, I joined the group called Exclusive Crew. I was the only girl in the group, first Mm -hmm. one, Mm -hmm. right? And my mom, she still wasn't supportive of it. But I still was doing it, you know, doing it, doing it. Mm -hmm. Uh, We had, like, this big show we was uh, practicing for. And... My mom, she just was like, no, like, you ain't going. So I was like, what's the reason? Because, you know, parents like to bribe you. Well, clean up. You got to do this. And mm-hmm. I do everything. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, why can't go? She just, she didn't have an explanation. So. Because I say you can't go. Uh-uh. So me being the rebel that I am. We <laughs> uh, see where this guy. <laughs> I still went. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was a product of me leaving home at 16. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know anything about nothing. Mm-hmm. But look at me today. And what I did was distance myself from her because I didn't have the support. Mm. So now that led me to be uh, this way. When I say Mm. this way, I mean, if it's something that I want to do, I'm going to do it. Mm -hmm. I don't care if I have support or not. Mm -hmm. People are going to jump on later. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do it. Exactly. You know, so like you say, you have to distance yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you believe in something, then do it. And you you, you have to. You you have to because your actual... Not not just your survival is at stake. Your 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 mental state mm-hmm. is at stake. Right. We we talked about earlier about persons on these jobs who can't give you good service. A part of that is I'm stuck here because I don't want to be fucking you. Fuck you and your driver's license. Fuck you and your passport. Fuck you and your NIB claim. Right now I don't give a fuck because I don't want to be here. I mean, I kind of understand that, but like I tried to balance everything out because mm. regardless, that's not anybody's problem. Mm. So if you said to do a job, do your job and then handle that at home because exactly. like, you're pushing that on. People who are really just trying to get their shit done. Like, exactly. They and, and we we as society, we have the right to not kill you and get some last night. That's not our fucking problem. I mean, yeah, literally, it's not. <laughs> that is so not our problem. Why are you bringing issues to the job, the workplace, when that it should like not be? That's a you be? problem. That's a uh, you problem. You know, not me. So. so, I mean, listen, I, get, 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 get your shit together. I've seen that done so many times in whichever, um, all the areas that I've ever worked in. When it came to, um, when I used to do swim instructor mm-hmm. at the YMCA, I saw that doing security for over 10 years I've seen it mm. persons come to work because there's problems at home mm. I, I've even done that myself mm. but what, what 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 the change occurs when you 
catch yourself. Mm-hmm. I give them, I give these people an attitude because of what? Something that happened to me at home. Mm-hmm. Catch yourself. Take a break. Mm-hmm. You, you, you're allowed breaks. Mm-hmm. Take a break. Go in the back room, scream, shout, cut yourself or whatever. <laughs> not, not, not encouraging a suicide. You know, but sometimes no, no, no. Some some of y'all motherfuckers <laughs> need to jump off the bridge and split your head open oh on the concrete. God, some, some of y'all need to carry y'all ass from this, uh, uh, from from this plane. <laughs> I, I, some look, of y'all. Let me just come right out and say, some of y'all need to kill y'all fucking self. <laughs> Lord, let us not in, in, encouraging you to kill yourself because as long as there's life there, carry so, y'all ass you, to the next plane. You, Leave the left the rest of us here who want to live happy and ain't want no problems. Leave us. You can change. You can still change. You know, like I said, uh-huh. there were times where I brought my issues to work, mm-hmm. and if you don't catch yourself, um, you're gonna hurt somebody. Yeah. And chances are that person may be somebody important to your boss. Mm-hmm. Not even just important to your boss. They can report your ass, and you be dealt with for that. No, I mean not only that. We live in a very small community. Yeah. So you 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 don't know who you messing over. Mm-hmm. And we have a saying. If you don't know a man, you call him sir. You like, don't know a woman, you call her man. Like my experience is the worst experience I've ever had with horrible customer services with uh, Mr. DeVoe. I'm a Bahamian born citizen, born, bred, and raised in the Bahamas. I went to put him from, because my mom didn't have a passport or whatever. But she didn't know her. She didn't know her dad. Mm-hmm. Her mom died when she was about two or three, mm-hmm. so she really didn't have all the documentations. However, I was already 18. I pursued to get my passport. And after all the runaround, because Mr. DeVoe had me looking for my great-grandmother's death certificate. Yeah, because that's going to be completely easy to find. All I you got to do is just go right I down to the public records and it's right there waiting for you. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was like, during those signs, they didn't record death. They were probably be in the local paper. Mm-hmm. That's it. There was no death certificate at the time she died. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, I tracked down some type of information that linked to her and said it when she died. I got, I, di- I did everything, everything this man asked. And he looked me in my face and said, you will never have your passport. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait a minute, what? I, I did. Hold on, wait, 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 question. Did you pay your money? Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. Didn't get a refund either. Mm, okay. Lord, it took four, I was... I was 21 or 22 when I got a random call. Thank God I kept the same number. Mm-hmm. I got a random call from the call and this, like, this is Mrs. Such and Such from the passport office and you're, we sincerely apologize for everything you've went through. Mr. DeVoe has now been forced into retirement and your passport is ready. You can come for it now or you can give us six months so you can get the e-passport. I would have went off. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> no, real talk. Because really, yeah. you're doing shit. Yeah, See, you yeah. Definitely get a yeah. If, if I if I had the knowledge that I had now, that I have now, I would have opened up a lawsuit. But see, the, 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 because the, if the, I have everything you asking for, mm-hmm. what is denying? What, what? Why are you denying me the passport? I proved that I was born here. To, Medical to, records said to, to, to be to be to be perfe- to be perfectly honest, he was in a position of power. Yeah, and he took advantage, and of, he his took power. advantage of the situation. Yeah, you yeah. weren't the only person he did that to. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure of that. And but it made, it made it personal because he he knew my mother was trying to do He discouraged my mom from getting her passport. Mm-hmm. And he knew, everybody in the passport office knew, knew us. Mm-hmm. He knew my mom and he knew who I was. 
So when he looked me in the face and said, you would never have your passport. Thank God for that lady. My passport I pay for. Exactly. Thank God the lady was behind the counter. When she heard him say that, she ran. That's and right crazy. after, right after he finished saying that, I raised my hand to punch him, and she grabbed me and pushed That's me out the crazy. door. Mm. She said, "Listen, and I know, I know she might not want a name to be mentioned, so I'm not going to mention a name." She said, "Listen, I have your documents. Mm-hmm. I will hold them. They may be a bit expired. You may have to renew them or whatever. Mm-hmm. But whenever some a break happens, mm-hmm. I'm going to push yours ahead of everybody else's mm-hmm. one." It's sad that somebody has to see the fuckery that's going on and do that behind mm-hmm. their boss's back because your boss is a tyrant. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> and these, these are the same people we talked about earlier who, when they see younger persons coming into a job, oh, I'm not going to teach them because they're going to take my job. Motherfucker, you've been on the job for 40 years. Carry your ass. Listen, you know how my first bank account, you know how I got my first bank account? One of my friends I called Junior. Junior co-signed with me for the bank account. Well, I had I was I was I needed the passport because the job was like all right you already worked x amount of month, weeks or whatever we need to pay you mm-hmm. we have to pay you mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying we have no way of paying you either you get the account or we have to terminate you mm-hmm. wow and thank God for friends and like mm-hmm. really thank God for friends I mean but it 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 really shouldn't <laughs> have to have come to that and so. If we're talking about everyday, if we talk about things that you deserve, not even deserve, things that are your right, mm-hmm. right? You have a right to a passport, you have a right to a driver's license, you have a right to a bank account to get paid and all of that. We're talking about these fundamental things. You want to start a business doing what? Frying chicken? Like, for them to tell you, oh, we already have Kentucky, we already have NNA, we already have Bamboo Shark, we already have this and that. So fucking what? Listen, you, you have people in the bank that do the same shit too. Mm-hmm. You go in the bank for a loan, you, you for a business. Mm-hmm. You carry, I, I assume you would have to carry your business plan, your business ideas and everything mm-hmm. and prove whatever thing or whatever. And they would look at you and be like, this isn't going to be successful. Who the fuck are you? You're a clerk sitting behind a fucking desk with a cell, with a telephone, mm-hmm. a pen, I, and I get, a pencil. I get, I get, I get tell you who they are. Chances are there's somebody who says, "Oh, this is some good shit. Let me discourage this nigga. Going to try do this shit myself." Listen, you, brothers, <laughs> you hit the nail on the head. Yeah. There were a few ideas that I had growing up, mm-hmm. and today I'm actually seeing the ideas like being successful, mm-hmm. like literally being successful. So what that then says is another point that I wanted to bring up. Um, I know you, a lot of y'all out there might be excited about your ideal and you can see where it can be lucrative and you know you want to share with everybody because it's such a good idea. Shut the fuck up. Don't do it. Shut your mouth. Don't go around telling everybody what your idea is. If you want fried chicken, your grammy had a special way she fried chicken and everybody loved it. Fry the chicken and sell it. Yep. Don't start talking about. Does anybody here know the eleven herbs and spices that Kentucky uses? <laughs> nope. You know why? Because they shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay. I, I, I also want to say this too. In 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 along the lines of shutting the fuck up. You in school, right? Your teachers come to you. They go on what you want to be when you finish school. In your mind, you're saying. You want to be a musician. You want to be a basketball player. 
I want to be a doctor. Why? Because doctors make plenty of money. Then, shut the fuck up. What I'm saying is, sometimes, lie to fucking them to get them off your back. Because you know you in an environment where you say, if I want to do such and such, you know they can chastise you. I won't be a doctor. Why? Because they make plenty of money. I won't be a lawyer. Why? Because they make plenty of money. I won't be a, a whatever. I won't, don't say politician. Jesus, Lord, don't say politician. <laughs> I won't work in the bank or whatever. Fine. Why? Because they won't make plenty of money. Then shut the fuck up. That, that is so sad. Our, our, community, our community and our the environment that we grow up in and everything is just toxic yes but the thing is you know, it's, a, it's, it's such beauty in that because like for me like I'm the type of person where like you know just what you guys said like you when you get ideas you know we live in an environment where um, with your ideas you have people who if they have the means or if they have the um, the, 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 the money to do it and you don't have the money to do it at the time you can see it happening and yeah idea fuck but like for me, like I'm the type of person where like if I have something that I want to do, I tell it to thousand, five thousand people. I don't give a shit because mm-hmm. with me, it's like I know that I can accomplish that because I already have my steps in place where well, that I can do that. And the beauty in that for me is where you now not only that you break the stereotype, you prove now a point mm-hmm. where it's like. You said this was impossible, or you said sorting after certain careers or sorting after certain professions or this wasn't possible. Mm-hmm. But here, I, I I love to fucking prove people wrong. Exactly, I, I love to do that. Mm-hmm. So now, like for me, like in business, right? I had a situation where, like, when I drop out of um, school, um, you know, one of the lectures tell me straight and plain, you know, you ain't serious about life. Um, you downstairs um, playing dominoes every day. You only taking classes serious. You could be a nobody. Mm. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. I say, watch this. I had Gagarin, and I and I was always a, a outspoken person. And I mm. always was the type of person where I think, I think I born cursing. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I, think like, I think like after a while, my mom just kind of accept because she was like one night she she was like I was just talking, I was cursing someone over my sleep. So at that point, she was like, fuck. What's going uh, on? Yeah. But anyway, so like for me, I was always I was spoken person. So I just basically was like, yeah, well, that's what you fucking believe, and mm. I can show you that that ain't gonna fucking happen. I tell them just like that. Mm. So the beauty why I say in that is, it's like you know when you make known what you want to be, what you want to accomplish, and you know within yourself that that's what you're passionate about, and you know you're gonna make that happen. Mm-hmm. You know, tell the motherfuckers who telling you that you know you, this thing can happen. You boast mm. about what you want to do because you know you 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 break the environment of making it uncomfortable mm-hmm. to talk about what you really want to do mm-hmm. so now you give confidence to other people who you don't even know is probably thinking shit and mm-hmm. don't want to say it you now provide them with that confidence and say that hey i can't do what i want to do so mm-hmm. it goes back to the story of uh, a lecture that told me at cob that um, you know you but you can be a nobody i hope he got fired and, no listen no no no, no, no get no, fired no. but you know let me show you the beauty in life and you know why i have this thing where i would treat the joints on the road the same way i treat the multi-million dollar ceo everybody mm. get the same treatment mm. you know you don't know where you can walk into someone or what walk of life you can need somebody mm. so it's like you know you always have to treat everybody with the same level of respect i don't care what level they are so the beauty and why i say that is in him telling me that i would be a nobody is because three years after that you know, and having a successful business, and you know, you 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 go through the period where you go through ventures that fucking fail, mm. and you know, you feel bad like ah oh, fuck fuck this, I don't want to do it no more. But mm. you know, you still persevere, you still push. But it's like the beauty in that is this: 
when you make it life always comes back around full circle mm-hmm. and you meet the very well seeing people who was discouraging you the same people who tell you you ain't gonna be shit you meet them mm-hmm. and now you're now at the deciding um, 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 end of the table mm-hmm. so for me it was very it was a very interesting conversation when he had to call me three years later when COB was having a business week and they wanted a young entrepreneur to come in and speak about business to their students who were interested in entrepreneurship and who was going after mm-hmm. that particular degree. Mm-hmm. Now, here lies the corn. The young, successful motherfucker mm-hmm. who break all the stereotypes, mm-hmm. drop out of freaking college, mm-hmm. you say you was going to be a nobody, now standing here lecturing a group of COB students about business and what moves and what avenues that you should take. Mm-hmm. The same person that you said would be a nobody. Mm-hmm. So it's like, when you know that you got something inside you that you can fucking do, yes, do that shit and do that shit to the best mm-hmm. of your fucking potential and yes. the best of your ability. Yes, because ain't nobody can stop you from accomplishing that. The same motherfuckers who tell you that you ain't gonna be able to do that can be the same one sitting in the freaking audience getting pure freaking gems from the shit that you talk about, and the same dropping out dude who dropped out of college is have to go back to COB. Every single year to talk to their business annual to their annual business expo. Every single year mm-hmm. on entrepreneurship and on business. Mm-hmm. But if I had allowed what he called me to determine what I became, mm-hmm. then I wouldn't have been in a position to do that. Mm-hmm. But I use what he told me as motivation for me to get my shit together and give me that extra push. Mm-hmm. And when I meet him again. You gotta call me fucking Mr. Swin when you introducing me. Uh, <laughs> you see? So, yeah. you, you know what's the interesting about that? I can probably tell you how that conversation away from Taquan went. Um, they were looking for persons to speak to this COB thing, right? And somebody said, hey, "There's a young man out there that has a, 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 a landscaping business. Um, I think it's the Taquan." Swain, this same nigga. Oh, I know him. Yeah, he's, he was one of my students. Yeah, me and him go way back. Yeah, yeah man, I could just call him and get him to, to come in come in and speak to the student. Nah, fuck ne- you can pay for that. You can ne- pay for that. I, I just want <laughs> to say, not, not knowing that they already had this particular uh, exchange. Yeah. And so now, when this gentleman makes the call, it's almost like, you know, let's pretend this shit didn't happen. Nah, yeah. I'm a fucker. And I'm the type of person, <laughs> no, I want you to be fucking knowing that, hey, this what happened. Exactly. So, you said that? Oh, see, shit. If you get to know me and the type of person I am, I don't hide or sugarcoat anything to anybody. So when I feel a particular way, I am very direct. And I always say, no matter who it is, like I've been in situations where you had freaking parliamentarians and MPs sitting in the front row and I'm mashing the government going on certain issues mm. and ain't feeling no type of way about it. But it's like, for me, I can never hide how I feel because I feel like I can spare somebody's feelings or I feel like, oh, I can't say this to this particular person. No, fuck that. If I got something to tell to the prime minister, I can tell him that just so I want to tell him. Exactly. Just, that's just the type of person I is. So I made it really fucking knowing that, hey, yeah, this the same young black motherfucker who you said would be nothing new, was only a domino player who dropped out of school. Mm. Yeah. Now you calling me back to speak to 
university students, the dropout, who are gonna be nothing mm. to talk about business and entrepreneurship and making smart financial choices. Mm. The same motherfucker was gonna be nothing? Mm. All right, when the date is. When he had a taste of that, that yeah. humble pie. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I just let us say, who introduced him me? Mm. He was like, oh, well, they asked me. I said, all right, cool, I'll send you my bio. That's all. That's it. That's it. So now you have to stand up there as a jackass, be uh, as the one now in your head, be playing that. Damn, I tell this dude he was gonna be nothing. Now I freaking up here introducing him to be the freaking guest speaker. Mm? Like, how does life come back so full circle? That's why you have to be careful what you try to speak into people. Mm-hmm. You never want to fall into the stereotype of becoming what someone calls you. You never, you 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 never want to do that. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't have to call the word no. You don't have to answer with the word nobody fucking call you. I answer the word I call myself. Ah, uh-huh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, now, I, I tell you no lie, right? I want this conversation to continue so badly, but we, we, we have hit the end. And the, I feel like we just get started. Mm. Brother, Brother Swain, we got to have you back for part, for part two. two. Yeah, there has to be a there, part there two. There must be a part two, my brother. Financial freedom and literacy. Man. Definitely. Uh, entrepreneurship and all that shit. All that. Mm-hmm. We, we, we have to have it. As a matter of fact, we were thinking of doing a show focusing more on just that. Mm-hmm. More specifically, what is it that um, the challenges that entrepreneurs and business owners face, especially since Dorian and mm-hmm. the disasters from that are now during the pandemic and the way going forward. So... I mean, the, the invitation is extended. Yeah, man, you know, I, I, should, should I get talk about that experience? Dorian carrying my whole store, but that's a different story. So, 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 everyone, all agents listening, uh, let's look out for that. But the Daquan Swain will be back. So, look out for that. Thank you for accepting the invitation. So, yeah, man, uh, as we wrap up the show, bring this to a close. Tell everyone how they can find you on different mm-hmm. social media platforms. Oh, uh, well, on everything, it's my, my name, the Quantuan. Instagram, Facebook, mm-hmm. everything. It's just, it's just my name on everything, the Quantuan. Uh, easy to find. Yeah. Easy, easy to find. <laughs> and th- thank you for having an easy name, sir. Not something like um, Hafamala Fumala Shek or something. Bartholomew Deuteronomy or some dumb shit. What's the name of the person that sent you your fa- friend request on Facebook? Uh, 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 Mohammed, Mohammed Akbal or something. <laughs> what? Akalabal. It's like what I was telling that there is no woman on planet Earth with the name Mohammed. None. <laughs> <laughs> what the whole fuck is going on here? But this has been Agents of Chaos, episode four. We've been talking about entrepreneurship, um, financial literacy, and how to properly utilize your finances. I would imagine, I would encourage everyone go back and listen to the show. Listen to the the practical advice that Brother Duquan has given us and try to find ways to implement it into your everyday life. So this has been Codename Agents of Chaos, Episode 4. My co-hosts have been Duane Shande. Hey, hey, hey. Lord Leonard Burroughs. Yeah, you have to, you have to arch your back and say it. Lord Leonard. Here we go. And Lord Leonard and the Get Bad Voice, yes. Look out for Leonard's podcast, which is the Limitless Podcast with Leonard Burroughs. We've, they, on, that, on that podcast, we've talked about controversy in Christianity. We'll see where that takes us for part two. Mm-hmm. And our special guest today has been Mr. Daquan Swain, 
finance man and entrepreneur. Yes, thank you guys for having me. Thank you too for being here, sir. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, this has been Agents of Chaos episode four. Looking forward to seeing y'all in episode five. Find us on Genius Radio. Shout out to Genius Radio, Chemist Digital, Chemist.net, and Kenneth Munker. Thank you, my brother, for all the love and support. We look forward to looking, we look forward to supporting you in the future. Find us online on all of our different uh, socials in the show notes. And we're out.